Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for tuning in to the Sports Ethos Nets podcast. As always, your host, Cody Mallory. You can find me on Twitter at RealCodyMallory. Joe is still partying on the beaches in New Jersey, so he will once again not be with us. But Anthony Dittmar is on Twitter at Anthony Dittmar underscore. How's it going, man? What's good, man? What's good, man? Just living life. Uh, going one room at a time. I feel like this is taking years off my life now. I think it's been like four weeks since Katie officially requested his trade. So um, here we are just living. It's July 25th. Yeah, man. It's uh. It's been a quiet couple of weeks. Like you said, there's been rumors, but they've all been a bunch of bullshit. Like, we'll get into some of the Bleacher Report kind of mock trade that they've put out there. They've got a vendetta against the Brooklyn Nets for some reason because every single mock trade they do for the Nets is absolutely horrible. Um, but we finally maybe got something this morning around 2 a.m. from Woj. Yeah, very weird timing. Like... For those that, like, don't know, I guess I'll just spill the beans that uh, Woj leaked that the Nets uh, were offered Jalen Brown, Derek White, and a first-round pick from the Boston Celtics for exchange for one Kevin Durant. They said that's being reported this was offered weeks ago, but I think the timing of this is that the net, it's kind of been stale in trade talks ever since the Aiden match. Like, teams like Miami and Toronto really aren't giving the Nets what they want, or New Orleans not really interested. So the Nets kind of, think, leaked this trade to kind of put some pressure on the Celtics. And we'll get into like some of like the fallout from that, I guess, as we talk about this. But yeah, I think it's definitely a Sean Marks. Like, what do you think? Yeah, man. I mean, what was weird for me is so the Woj story, I don't know the exact time off the top of my head. It was like two in the morning, roughly, give or take 10 or 15 minutes, whatever. And I read the article. I woke up at like five o'clock, you know, whatever. I read the article and I was like, he basically was just reiterating that the Boston Celtics could give the Nets a package and he of uh, Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart picks, et cetera. He said in the article that the Celtics are no closer than any other team to coming up with a trade with Brooklyn. And I was like, okay, like this is nothing. This is just Sean Marks. And then Sean sent out a tweet a little later in the morning. I want to say it was about eight o'clock, maybe a little later. Um, and he went more specific in his article stating that the Celtics offered uh, Jalen Brown, Derek White, and a first-round pick for Kevin Durant. And he said the Nets obviously turned it down. Um, Wendy would go on later and say that this trade is old, and it was a couple weeks ago. And like you said, weirdly, it got leaked today. Um, I don't know. I think the whole time I've always felt it was going to be Boston, especially after they acquired Brogdon and they acquired Gallinari, they kind of can afford to lose two role players in addition to Brown, and their roster wouldn't be fully gutted, which most teams cannot do. Yes, my thing with this is, like you said, they offered the Derek White in the first-round pick. First off, like that's not enough to get Kevin Durant. I think we all know that. I think the Nets leaked that they wanted Marcus Smart, plus potentially another role player, and like three firsts. 
which I think is an overpay on Boston's part. I think there's a clear middle ground here that we can get and discuss that like both teams can use as negotiating chips. Like if you said, if it's just a leak from the Nets from weeks ago and it's kind of dead, then like, I don't know if there's much to the story, but there's also another side you can see that maybe like this is a negotiating tactic. Like I just said that like these teams are trying to get closer on a deal. So they leaked it, get Jalen Brown upset, get it out there and make some like, Force Boston to move their hand because I think Woj said the unofficial trade deadline is the day training camp starts late September. Still have two months, obviously, but it kind of like puts some pressure and kind of a dead pace of the NBA offseason because nothing really is going on right now. Yeah, Sham said uh, usually that, like you said, that September 26th mark is usually the next deadline. Um, Woj was on ESPN at six o'clock. He was kind of breaking it down like you got the trade deadline. And then you got the draft and then you got free agency. And like we've said multiple times now, these last couple of episodes, we're kind of in like a dead period right now. Um, so I don't think anything imminent, but the Boston thing from a logical standpoint definitely makes a lot of sense for both teams, in my opinion. Um, we'll get into Kyrie in a second, but I think if the Nets trade Kevin Durant, and let's just say they get back Dalen Brown and Marcus Smart, I think if they keep Kyrie, I still think that's a pretty damn good basketball team. That's a think. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's definitely top four. If Ben Simmons, uh, Kyrie Irving is bought in, which he should be because it's a contract year. Like I said, we'll get more into Kyrie in a couple minutes. And then you have Jalen Brown. Like, that's good defensive players. You have Jalen Brown, who's kind of an ISO guy. You have Kyrie, obviously. I think it's a strong core. And who knows what happens with Kyrie, but. I do have one question, Anthony. With the Celtics, let's say that that's ultimately the team that they end up with. Would you rather have an extra role player as opposed to maybe two first-round picks in the future? And by extra role player, I want to clarify, I'm not talking like a Brogdon or even like a Robert Williams. I'm talking like a player maybe of Grant Williams caliber. So here, this is my thing. There's like a little bit of two sides to the sword. So I guess the most important part to keep in mind is like this. Well, we'll get into that part after actually. But the important thing for me is if Kyrie's bought in, I want an extra rotation player because I'm trying to contend. So you have a pissed off Jalen Brown come off a season where he was like a one A one B one B type of option. I'd say more, maybe you could argue the two, but I'd say he was a one A one B type of thing with Tatum. He's gonna be pissed off. He's gonna be motivated. He's probably gonna be the one option if you really think about it. Like I think he would be the one option on this team. And he's going to be motivated to win. And then if the Nets have Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons and, like, a bunch of the shooters they have and some of the bets they do, that's a contender. So, like, at that point in time, I would want to stay and contend and see what we can do. There's a double-edged sword, though. It's like I saw a report today. If Katie's gone, Kyrie's gone from a Nets run office perspective, then I don't see a world where, like, you would want – if you if you're all about losing Kyrie, I guess you want the picks because you're kind of in, like, a, a pseudo-rebuild. I mean, you could still argue with – Brown Simmons and like all the assets you have, you can get another piece or two. But it gets tough. Like I, if you want to contend, you go with the pit, the players. If you want long term, you go with the picks, replenish some of the picks you lost from some of the deals you made the last few years. So it really depends where Kyrie Irving is next season. That's what it comes down to for me. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, we'll get into Kyrie in a second, but I, I agree with that. I personally think I'm, I'd rather have the role player. I mean, I don't love Grant Williams. I think he has his strengths. Obviously, he has his weaknesses. I would prefer Robert Williams over Marcus Smart if that is an option. I don't know if it is. What are your thoughts on that? I See, I think the Marcus Smart and Robert Williams like type of thing, I think that's like this Nets like high offer. 
I think what they mean the middles is probably what I think a middle ground would be would be like Brown three first and Peyton Pritchard I think is the middle grounds because Pritchard's a young good player he's a good shooter maybe it lets the Nets be flexible move like a, a Patty Mills or a Seth Curry maybe probably more Seth Curry because I think Mills can't be traded yet so Curry has a very high value considering he's on a very cheap deal um and he's uh in a contract here and the Nets likely won't be able to retain him and he would have more value than a Joe Harris because of just because of like his nature of his deal so maybe get more assets or get a, a big for him and then you make the roster better because I don't think they're going to get Brown and Smart it's too much of an ask I know it's Kevin Durant but you never get an equal value and like maybe that is equal value on paper but you don't get equal value to make a trade so I just think that's how what the middle ground is if there is a deal that's to be made yeah I think I think that's fair um, real quick before we go into Kyrie, I do want to give some quotes from Woj uh, at six o'clock Eastern on Sports Center today. It is currently eight o four, so roughly two hours ago he said this. Um, Woj said Jalen Brown is the singular best player who might be available in the trade market, but Brooklyn still wants a lot. Um, I think that's kind of an indirect way of saying like a Scotty Barnes, a Brandon Ingram, uh, etc., are most likely not going to be available. Yeah, I think also that what's important to note here too is like some of the Nets fans who are like potentially wanting Donovan Mitchell. If you get Donovan Mitchell, you have to trade Ben Simmons. If you get Jalen Brown, you can keep Ben Simmons because Jalen Brown signed for under the rookie max. So that makes the Nets be able to keep Ben Simmons, which is honestly much more important. And I'd say that the, Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brown, from what they've been doing basketball court, are pretty damn close in terms of where they stack up against the NBA's best players. Like, what would, I don't know who you think is better. Wouldn't you say they're pretty damn close? I would say they're both in the 20 to 25 range, yeah. I think I'd rather have Jalen Brown for, like, a overall type of thing. I think Mitchell's maybe a better, like, pure scorer. But Jalen Brown brings you defense. He brings you shooting. And he brings you, like, the ability to get to the basket, where Mitchell kind of lacks in some of those departments. So, and you keep Ben. So, I think that's the ultimate, like, you keep Ben Simmons and you get Jalen. I think that's, an, like, it's an easy decision for me. And you don't have to give up all the picks to get Mitchell when you're just, like, kind of flipping Durant for him. It makes so much more sense than this Jazz potential. I agree, 100%. I think Donovan Mitchell's kind of out. I think the Nets are pretty committed to Ben Simmons, in my opinion. Um, yeah, so I, I, it's tricky with, like, the flipping of the picks and, like, who's worth what. I just didn't – Yeah. With the Nixon play, too, I think the Nets didn't have the offer to beat to get Mitchell, even if they did recoup a lot of assets for Durant. So it made no sense. I agree. And then another Woj quote. This is kind of at the end of what he was talking about on SportsCenter. He said, Brooklyn does want to trade Kevin Durant. They are serious about it, but they want to do it on their own terms. Um, he once again went on to talk about how there's like four years left, so they could bring him back. Um, but I don't know if that's just like Sean Marks putting out there, like, oh, we're not screwing around with you, Durant. Like, we are trying to trade you just in case, like, they can't. I don't know. It was weird because it's the first time I really heard them him be like, oh, like they're trying to trade him. I feel like these last couple of weeks they're like, yeah, like they're hoping Kevin will change his mind, rescind his offer. Today, we'll just like, no, they are trying to trade him. They are serious about it. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 
Yeah, I think it kind of puts a damper on some of the people that like thought the silence meant there's a chance to run it back, including myself. Like, who's to say the seal doesn't fall through and that ends up ultimately happening? Like, there's so much. I'm kind of like sick of kind of going through like both sides. That kind of says like, I'm I've accepted the fact he's probably going to be traded and be pleasantly surprised if he's not. I think that's the best approach most Nets fans should take. So I think in a perfect world, you'd rather Durant recommit and then go through this whole trade with the Celtics, even though the Celtics deal is the best option. I still think keeping him is the best option, but if it has to make a trade, I think Boston is the ideal spot. And I think the only moral problem here is you're, I would say you're handing Boston a championship. And like considering the team's history with one another, not I wouldn't say the like Yankees, Red Sox, but handing a team a championship is kind of like kind of sucks considering the other trade you made with them like 10 years ago. But if you have to do what's best for your team's future, and I guess like that really shouldn't be a factor in how you conduct business, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think I can't remember if Joe sent us this or if I saw it on Twitter from someone else who tweeted at me. Someone was like, oh, like the Nets gave the 76ers James Harden, and now they might give the Boston Celtics arguably the Nets two biggest rivals besides the Knicks, uh, Kevin Durant. And it's like, do you really want to do that? I mean, no, but at the end of the day, you have to do what's best for the Brooklyn Nets. And like you just said, the Celtics are going to realistically have the best package for, for the Nets. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, I think that the Celtics would be the favorites with KD, but I also think the Nets were the favorites with KD. So <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I wouldn't say it's like a sure thing. I mean, the Warriors were a sure thing with KD as long as no one got hurt. This, I don't know. I still think Milwaukee's right there with them. Um, I, I would, think I didn't think that would be the betting favorites going to next year. Like they already are, so adding Durant just makes them that much stronger. Yeah, I, I do have some. Like, now you can go. I just saw updated Kevin Durant odds. It's uh, Celtics are minus two hundred, Warriors plus three fifty, Suns plus seven hundred, Heat plus seven fifty, the Blazers and Raptors plus nine hundred. Grizzlies eleven hundred, Clippers twelve hundred. You have the Knicks, Hawks, and Lakers at sixteen hundred. So really, it, I think it's just coming down to Celtics and I don't, like the Raptors probably have the best value there because I don't think the Warriors, Suns, or Heat have enough to make a deal, or the Warriors don't want to. I should say. So I don't. If the Celtics falls through, I really don't know where this goes. Honestly, to say like I don't know where else he would go because it seems like the Pelicans have had no interest, and the Raptors will not move Scotty Barnes, and there's no chance the Nets make a deal without getting Scotty. Do you think the Celtics are the last possible team to make a deal? I think yes, unless the Nets sell him for cheap, which I do not think they will do. I think they'll kind of hold him and see what he's going to do. See if Kevin is going to Nets. What's up? So you, if you had, if you're a betting man, you only had two two options. You said Celtics and Nets are two most likely teams. Katie opts in for next year. Correct. I think Celtics and Nets, he will be playing on one of those two teams. I think because, so. Like you said, I mean, he wants to go to Phoenix, he wants to go to Miami, but that would require the Nets for trading him away for garbage, and I don't think the Nets are going to do that. I think they would rather take their chances on Kevin Durant not showing up to training camp and not playing than trading him for garbage. And, I mean, if that does happen at that point, like, ultimately, you'll probably still get the same package. It's not like the Suns or the Heat are going to make their package worse because they can't. <laughs> So, like, there's no sense in moving him right now or even in in August or beginning of September until you know he's not showing up for training camp. And then still, you still have all the leverage, in my opinion. So, Yeah, I agree. 
But there are some Boston fans that I want to talk about real quick. I know some of my friends. I'm in Connecticut. I got Celtics fans for friends. I got Knicks fans, et cetera. I was talking to some of my Celtics fans. They don't want Kevin Durant. They want to keep Jalen Brown. They think they're a championship favorite now. They think they'll win it. And they don't want to give up Jalen Brown. And I, I've seen it on Twitter, too. Um, it's like there's this guy at Barstool. I think it's Dan Greenberg or something like that. Um, and he's been very adamant that he doesn't want this trade. I know there's a lot of other Celtics fans that don't want this trade, which is just crazy to me because, like you said, I mean, you're adding Kevin Durant with Jason Tatum and Malcolm Brogdon and Gallinari and Robert Williams, et cetera. Like, I, I can't – I don't know how you could not want it if you're a Celtics fan. I guess it's like the hometown attachment. Kind of like as a Yankees fan right now, we're kind of – a lot of fans are debating, like – should we extend Aaron Judge at the end of the year? Should we trade for Juan Soto? I think a lot of fans know it makes more sense to extend Soto if you had to give a long-term deal because it's 23 versus 30. And not saying this is an age thing, but, like, it's, like, the homegrown guy versus, like, an outside guy. So it's, like, that kind sense. of that same dilemma. Like, why blow it up when, like, you have your guy? And I think that's kind of the same thought process. And it's obviously similar to the finals. Like, it's a, little di- it's a little different, but at the same time, it's kind of similar in terms of, like, we both know who's the better player here. And we both know the Celtics would be a much better team with Kevin Durant. So I think Correct. it's a matter of, like, blowing it up unnecessarily and putting your chips all in one basket. The Celtics have not been known to do for – probably since 08 when they made those trades for Garnett and Allen. They like to hold on to their homegrown players and let it rock. And they finally got back to the finals 14 years later, and now they may make the move. They, they, I think they know there's a part of them that knows they got a fortunate run last year. No Middleton with the Bucks. They got a, a kind of easy conference finals opponent, opponent. They obviously steamrolled Brooklyn, but in the finals, they were two wins away from getting to the finals. And who knows? There's no guarantee you get back to anywhere. And that's clean and sniff a conference finals with three top 15 players. There is no guarantee you even get to the second round next year. That's yeah, right. I completely agree. And it should be noted that Jalen Brown has seen these rumors. Um, I right after the Shams report went out, he liked the tweet that was tweeted at him saying, no matter what happens, Jalen, I still love you. And then later during the afternoon, he tweeted SMH. So no one knows if it was like SMH, these rumors are fake or SMH, like they're trying to trade me. But I think Sean Marks kind of got this out there and he's like, if I don't trade them Kevin Durant, like I'm going to F with their chemistry a little bit. Right. Yeah. I think that th- th- that's definitely the case. It's just so funny how this leads like two 30 in the morning. I just want to know why it happened at the two 30. Yeah. That's so random. Like, <laughs> like uh, I don't know. On where like this had to go. This could have easily came out like 9am today. Like, I don't know why it came out at two 30. So there's a reason. Yeah. I don't, I have no idea, but. All right, let's move on to Kyrie because I know we had the Brian Lewis article where it was like Kyrie Irving intends on planning, playing in Brooklyn with or without Kevin Durant. Um, and everyone kind of took it as whatever, it's Brian Lewis. And then today we had Shams on the Pat McAfee show where he once again reiterated that Kyrie Irving would play in Brooklyn with or without Kevin Durant. And he also said, and I quote, Kyrie Irving has made his intent that he wants to play out next year in Brooklyn. He talked about how he wanted to finish his contract, play out his contract season in Brooklyn. Um, he did not mention any intentions after this season, but what are your thoughts on that, Anthony? Um, I don't know. I just uh, if 
it, it really depends on what happens and how who's locked in and what whatnot. I want to say it can work, but there's a part of me that thinks it doesn't work. And I've been, I've learned as a Nets fan to hope for the best and probably expect the worst, and the worst probably happens. So <laughs> yeah. that's probably fair. See, my take: you trade Kevin Durant. Okay, like sure, it sucks. You're trading Kevin Durant, like top, let's just say five in the world. I think he's the best. I think you probably think he's the best. But let's just say top five for argument's sake. Top five in the world. Like, you don't want to do it. But fans can understand, like, yeah, the front office effed it up, but Kevin Durant ultimately requested a trade. But when it comes to Kyrie Irving, like, he is getting it out there that he wants to stay in Brooklyn with or without Kevin Durant. Um, We do know that Kyrie and Jalen Brown are friends. They were with Kanye West, like, a week ago, a week and a half ago, whatever it was. Took a picture, got posted on the internet. Um, Jalen Brown would have two years left on his deal. Maybe Kyrie and him could play together. I don't know. If you move Kyrie Irving, you're getting shit for him. We've seen what the market is. It's pretty much Lakers, and you're getting a draft pick, what, in five years is, like, the best piece you're getting, and then another one in seven years if you're lucky. Like, if you move Kyrie Irving, in my opinion, the Nets' chance at a title is completely gone. Yeah, as crazy as it is to say, I think if you trade Kevin Durant, like there's your chance goes down, but I think you can still compete. I think if they trade Kyrie, they are full blown punting because they're not getting any sort of value that can help them at all this year. Yeah, I didn't think if you trade Kyrie for a bag of chips just as they go trading him, it makes no sense. At least you're all on him this year. Maybe this reconciliation, maybe this core works. Maybe a Kyrie, Ben Simmons, Jalen Brown, big three is a three that can like work together and like maybe there is a future for Kyrie here post this season who knows um I think the only deal really out there is the Laker one and I don't see a point of just doing that for the sake of getting rid of him unless Joe Desai is that petty like I, <laughs> I, I don't see a point in just moving him for nothing so I don't see why they have to be tied together so interesting to see that also the yeah. Kyrie is, is if he's staying out of what his intentions are of staying. Is he staying because he really has no market and he knows it's the most money he can make this year? Or is he staying because he wants to be in that? And I think it's the, the former rather than the later. See, like, my opinion, I'd rather keep Kyrie for the year and see what happens. I, I just, it, does, it doesn't make sense, in my opinion, to trade him away, bail the Lakers out of absolute hell, and get a pick five years from now. Like, sure, that pick will probably be worth something because LeBron will most likely – be gone but uh, I don't know like it just like I said I mean there's no chance they win anything this year if they trade Kyrie like especially since he's been getting leaked that he wants to play here like how does the front office come back from that especially if they got like equal value for him like I don't know say they got I don't know a player off the top of my head but like a good young player for him maybe not like a Scotty Barnes like a Jalen Brown level, but like the category right below that, like sure, you could sell that to your fan base, you could sell it, whatever. But if you trade him for Russell Westbrook and then you buy out Westbrook or you get back another player and a pick, like how? How do you justify that? It just doesn't make ah, I don't know. It would blow my mind if they did it, but I guess like you said, nothing should surprise us at this point. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. All right, let's jump into Bleacher Report just because of how crazy it is. I think the most recent one was a five-team trade. You have it in front of you, Anthony? Yeah. Um, 
basically out this bullshit for everyone to listen and try not to laugh at. So did you like before we get into it, like have you noticed how the Nets and all these deals somehow are like the the team that like gets screwed like the, the most? Like like I feel like whenever I see these things, the Nets just always get the worst end of the deal. But basically, the Laker is a five team deal between the Nets, Utah, the Knicks, Phoenix, and ourselves, obviously. So the, the Lakers receive Kyrie Irving, Pat Beverly, Darius Arich. Makes sense. They want Kyrie. They get rid of uh they're getting rid of Westbrook in the steal, and they bring in a vet like Patrick Beverly who plays good defense and Sarge is like not a bad rotational player. The Jazz going to rebuild will get Westbrook, who they'll probably would wave. They get Quentin Grimes, Cam Reddish, Evan Fournier, Jay Crowder, Landry Shamit, five picks. And yeah. I'll get to our point the last. The Suns get Durant and Boyan Bogdanovich. The Knicks get Donovan Mitchell and Cam Thomas. And after all that, the Nets lose Kyrie, Katie, and Cam Thomas, and all they get is Mikael Bridges, Taylor Horton Tucker, campaign, and five first rounders. That just, oh my God, how do you lose your two best players and your best young promising player and get back two bench players, Mikael Bridges, and picks? I get it's five first, but the Nets are getting much more than that. They're not getting Bridges, Cam Tom, campaign, and fucking. Oh, what's it called? I just lost Taylor Horton Tucker. No. Yeah, man. I mean, whoever posted that for Bleacher Report should be fired. Effective immediately. Like, it was so But There was one that I saw. I can't remember who was from Bleacher Report. I think it was. Maybe the one or two before that. They had the Lakers getting, like, Buddy Heald, Kyrie Irving, and someone else. And they had the Nets getting, like, similar to what you just said. And it's just like, how? Like, the Lakers have nothing to trade, yet they're getting the best pieces in, like, all of these trades. It just doesn't make sense. Like, they have a vendetta against the Nets, I'm telling you. Yeah, it makes no sense. The Nets just always somehow lose every trade that's mocked. So, it's a non-story. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> all right, let's dive into the last roster spots that the Nets have. I know Tyreek Evans was – I think the Nets worked him out um, a couple months ago. He was seen playing with Kevin Durant. Uh, I think it was, the video was posted a couple days ago, two days ago maybe. Spencer Dinwiddie was also there. Who Kevin Durant was just absolutely abusing in the clip. Like, RIP to Spence. Kevin Durant was completely dominating you. Uh, Evan Mobley also was being dominated by Katie. But Tyreek Evans looked slow, man. I don't, I don't think I want him in Brooklyn. What about you? Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like, especially if the Nets trade Durant. I don't know if I really want Tyreek Evans. I think I'm going to try to bring David Duke Jr. back and just give him the last roster spot. That's an option, David Duke. I'm I'm very intrigued by Colin Sexton. I know the Nets don't have an easy path to acquire him, but he did not like the Cavs' offer. I think it was, what, $13 million a year, $14 million a year? Yeah, I think he, he definitely should not take that deal either. And if he's gonna take a low market deal, take a one year deal and prove it. Yeah, I mean it's gonna it might have to be a sign and trade because Cleveland can match, but I mean I'm intrigued by him, especially if they move Kyrie Irving. He's a young he averaged over twenty points a game. Like he's not a scrub. I know there's been rumors of like a bad locker room guy, he's selfish, etc. But, like, he can score, and that's not easy to find in the NBA, someone that can get 20 a game. So I'm intrigued by him. I know Carmelo Anthony rumors are still swirling. Um, that's mainly if Katie and Kyrie were staying, in my opinion. Uh, I, I guess 
based off what's left, Mello wouldn't be the worst option at this point. Um, another one that's interesting is Boogie Cousins. What are your thoughts on Boogie? Yeah, that's another center, so I wouldn't be against that either. It's really just – I think this last roster spot to love is not going to be handled until the Nets make a trade or if they decide yeah. not to. Correct. I would love to I, get I, they need another big though. They don't have enough bigs. They they can't run this. They can't run with just Claxton and um, Dayron Sharp. They need another big. So Pookie Cousins would make a lot of sense. Uh, I don't I know if could, in a trade they'd like offset players and have another roster spot. So they could sign someone. It, it, there's still a lot to happen. This Nets roster is definitely very fluid, as we know. Yeah, I mean, they like like you said, the number one priority on their next signing has to be another big. If you keep Katie and Kyrie, like you cannot go into the season with just Claxton and Dayron as your only bigs. Claxton has shown he can never stay on the court. And it's usually not even like an injury. It's usually like an illness or something, which is just unlucky. But, and I mean, I, Dayron, like he can't be the only other center. Like it's just, it can't happen. <laughs> but I know they did get bigger. Um, Royce O'Neal, although he's not tall, is like a place bigger than he is. Maybe they get a Robert Williams, which I would love, but who knows? Um, but definitely another big is a priority. Yeah, I would agree. And maybe like someone that could kind of fill that role that Goran Dragic played, another backup ball handler. I know Mike James is still out there. Um, he was also seen playing with Katie. They are obviously boys. Um, so he's a name to watch. I think if the Nets sign like a Mike James, then Kevin Durant is not leaving. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's going to be the, the needle mover, but it definitely couldn't hurt. Maybe for like out in Harrington. But <laughs> I see, like I, I don't even think that the Nets would sign Mike James unless they got a commitment from Kevin Durant that he's coming back. I don't think it would be like, oh, like look, we signed Mike James. You should come back to us now. I just don't think that Mike James would sign with the Nets unless he told him and the Nets that Kevin Durant wanted to stay in Brooklyn. I agree. Yeah, you, you can just give it all from the last roster spot. Okay, it's yours. Whoever you want to sign. Pull all the free agents, whoever you want to bring <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, all right. And then, finally, another Nets assistant is gone. Kyle Korver. Obviously, there was hopes that he could teach Ben Simmons how to shoot. <laughs> um, there was rumors that he taught Bruce Brown how to shoot, and obviously he improved his jump shot drastically last year. But Kyle Korver is gone. Um, so you want to recap who's on the Nets staff, Anthony? Yeah, so basically the Nets lost a lot of assistants. Um, I just had to double check, actually. They did lose a lot of guys. I don't know who's still there. I know they still have Jacques Vaughn. Um, mm-hmm. They named, Ka- I can't even say his name, Caphorn, Kakashoff, the guy from the, the Slovenia national team. Yeah, um, Igor Kostkov, I think. Adam Kaporn, Trevor Hendry, and they join returning coaches Jack Vaughn, Brian Keefe. Didn't they lose Tiago Splitter or they kept him? I believe Tiago Splitter is still with the Nets, as far as Tiago, my knowledge. Tiago Splitter, Royal Ivy, Ryan Freen Kelly, and then obviously head coach Steve Nash. So, yeah. The Nets, I think the Nets have one of the worst coaching staffs in the league. I'm just going to put that out there. Adam Kaporn was the. Uh head coach of the summer league team and based off an interview he gave I was just like I was actually watching the game with my uncle and I was, we just both looked at each other we were like I could do what this man's doing he was just doing the Steve Nash clap on the sideline 
<laughs> but yeah, he was like, he, he was mid- he didn't do much. I was watching him. He didn't really do much. <laughs> I get, I get it. Summer league, but like we literally looked at each other and we were like, "Yo, I could do that." I didn't need another assistant. <laughs> which obviously, which is bad because Steve Nash is like a new head coach, obviously, so he needs those veterans. I mean, we saw what Ime Udoka and Mike D'Antoni did. Like, he made Steve Nash not look so bad. I mean, he kind of got exposed this past season. Yeah, I think that's a really bad coaching staff. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah, I mean, I think pretty much all of Nets Twitter is not very fond of the Nets coaching staff or front office. But we have no control over that. (laughs) Or owner. Yeah, man. Kevin Durant, though, did invest in the Premier League, Premier Lacrosse League, which Joe Sai is a founder of. Oh, as you know, he's back. He's back. <laughs> he is. Joe Sai was a founding investor of that league that Kevin Durant just invested in. So, could he be back? Yeah, I don't know. Um, as of July 25th, I think Kevin Durant's a Boston Celtics, but as of July 27th, I could think Kevin Durant's a net. I could think he's a Nick. I could think he's a Laker. I could think he's a Supersonic. I could think he's going to play. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, man. I mean, I, I changed my mind like hourly. It's not even daily. It's just like. One James or Woj tweak and win me over. Yeah, That's like I, I was pretty confident. I think we all were, including Joe, who wasn't on the podcast last episode. But I think we were all pretty confident that they were going to run it back because there was nothing going on. There was nothing being leaked except for those guys on Twitter with the trust me, bro sources. But besides that, like there was nothing being leaked. And then today it was just Woj at two o'clock in the morning. Like why? This also could be like Nets, like exposing Boston. Then Boston kind of has to make a decision either we want him or not. Because like if Jalen Brown is, has to be convinced to stay or not, you can't really be like, no, we're not going to trade you then still trade him. I think this kind of puts pressure on Boston. Maybe like this is like Katie's last option. Maybe the Nets he finally realizes after this, if this falls through, that there's no trade out there to be had. Could be the Nets just kind of putting a deadline on this like inadvertently. So yeah. that could be like, another another outlook of it. I agree, but I guess we'll keep the Kevin Durant watch going. Yeah, hopefully it comes to an end soon. I'm on trade alert with the Yankees, trade alert with the Nets. So just gonna keep checking out <laughs> alerts on. All I all I gotta say is my birthday is Sunday. Like if they trade Kevin Durant on my birthday, I will it will not be a good day for me. You remember for the rest of your life. <laughs> Bro, like obviously I'm a Red Sox fan and the MLB trade deadline used to be July 31st. I'll never forget when I was younger. Nomar Garcia Parra was my favorite player on the Sox and they traded him away on my birthday. So, like, if they do it again with KD, I'll just, ooh. That'd be rough. Well, something's going to be sell the deadline. You may be uh, giving up some players the way they've been playing lately. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to talk about the Red Sox on here, man. This is the Nets podcast. Come on now. <laughs> I'd take one last thing. You guys are one loss away from being below Baltimore. Yeah, let's focus on basketball, bro, okay? Your team's not much better. <laughs> At least you're a dog fan. Yeah, all right. Like we we gotta end here. I think I think we cover everything that's related, right, Anthony? Yeah, I think we have. Um, we're gonna keep going with you guys on the weekly podcasts, unless obviously an emergency pod is necessary. I would say. Yeah. So thank you for once again listening to the Sports Ethos Nets podcast with Anthony and Cody. Hopefully, we'll be getting Joe back next week. I think he's finally gonna get his drunk ass off the beach. Um, and let's keep an eye on what happens with Kevin Durant and the rest of the Brooklyn Nets team.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.